from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. A weekly tradition like no other. In the spirit of the College Football Playoff Committee, our favorite thing to do on this show every Wednesday is to take him and rank him our way. It's time for the NFL Playoff Committee. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell them, play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I will get to this in a second. Harry, I need your advice on something, Harry. This this just coming across my radar. I need help. Okay. Talk, talk um, to me. You, you know, we're we're in a big texting society, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. like my my car's in the shop. See, it's getting it's getting the oil changed and the sixty thousand mile service, all that stuff that your car gets done, right? My car's in the shop, and so I told the car dealership, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be on air. I can't take a call, but uh, you can text me. So they're text they text me to tell me my car's ready, but it's in all caps. And like I'm really struggling with this because they were like, "What time?" Because they, they, you know, they come pick you up so that you can get your car back. And I was like, "Well, I'd ranged a ride," at the, and they're like, "That's fine." And I don't know what to do with an all, all caps response. Like, are they mad at me? I, this is the pleaser in me, Harry. I'm worried now if the car dealership is mad at me because all of these texts are coming in all caps. Do I ask them? Do I go back and be like, "Did I do something that offended you? Did it, have I made you upset with me? Do I like, or do I just figure that no, the person no, typing doesn't no, realize no. the caps lock is on?" Well, for me, I love to write in all caps, and I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's why you're asking me. But a lot of times I, when I'm writing in all caps, is to emphasize something and let people know exactly what I really want them to see and understand. So that's why I do it. So it's part no, of your car no, is you ready. Do, your you, car is ready. Like, it's ready. You, you, you take weird words in all caps. I'm like, Christine Williamson and I have talked about this before. Most weird people words. would say, like, yeah. So he said the Jeep is ready. So I could understand saying, like, the Jeep in all caps is ready. Or the Jeep is all caps ready. You're the type that goes in and goes, like, the Jeep is. Like, is will be capitalized. Yeah, It's always no, like, no, the, the Jeep is okay, ready. I'm just saying. It. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, why would I capitalize is? I don't know. I know Christine That's, and I have had this conversation before. I know. So read it's it not, in. It's not stupid things that I capitalize. No, you cap. <laughs> it's Harry, not. Harry capitalized. Like I'm a, We're gonna create a segment of reading Harry's text where it's like th- there's a weird word just capitalized. So I, I have one in our group text with me, you, Devin, and Evan, and uh, and Liam. Right? It says mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, Jokic. It says back to back to back in VP, and I and I capitalize in VP. Okay. Huh. Right? I, mean, I give you that. You got that one. And that one was yeah. right. He started to capitalize MVP. Well, I mean, yeah, MVP is always a good point. Look at Evan coming off the top rope. MVP is always capitalized. That doesn't count. Uh, uh, now, now, Harry's, now Harry's looking at Everybody capitalizes MVP because it stands for something. So, what, I, I, so, so what about the message I sent when I was talking about the play all crossed at the that the Giants ran, that I, I was watching film and seeing that the Chiefs ran, right? And I sent y'all the message. I said, remember that play I told y'all we used to run called all cross, and I capitalized all cross. When we knew it was going to be man coverage, and I capitalized man coverage. You see what I'm saying? That it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. use it in the right context. You're finding some good examples. Those are good examples. Dev, Devin? Yeah, he's putting the emphasis on certain syllables. Syllable. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to go with it, too. Harry's oh, like, I'm on it. I'm on it. Look, I'm, oh I don't know if I can let this go, though. Like, I just feel like I should text him back and be like, are you mad at me? I don't know if I should say that to my car dealership or not, but it's like, are you mad it's at just me? It's just like if you're, you're in Atlanta, I'm like, Fitz, we about to go to... City. I'm going to capitalize, you know what, city. 
I thought you were going to say like the <laughs> club, uh, the club, which is you know that's that's the way I'm going to say it when we're in Hotlanta. I I, I make the whole city. Hey, of please, Atlanta. yeah. Stop with the corny Hotlanta. That's not what we say here. Please, I, I know that's the whole. But You're you going to get me banned in my own city. Do you guys say club? I, I mean, like no. Okay, I'm just just it's getting we say, hot. Hey, here. listen, meet me at the spot. We going to the spot. Okay. The spot's so vague for me. Like, I need, I need affirmation. Well, we will, we will Who else is going to be we're, at the spot? We will like, clarify okay. the spot okay. before we say, like, we'll clarify the spot. But then, hey, meet me at this time at the spot. I'm still going to get in my car and be like, did they all decide on a different spot? No, I don't know. They're only saying the spot. What do I hey, do? This I is the anxiety. some great examples, too. Yeah, listen, okay, that, that is I fair. I do love examples. those wings, by the way. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is the drill. You know what we do every single week. It is time to rank things. Who's in and who's out? It's a, a secret committee. Find out now from the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee. Here we go. It is the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee. A party of four. Really a party of three. Evan and Devin have to come to one conclusion. All right, so they get one vote. Harry gets one vote. I get one vote. And together, we vote on the top four. Top six, really, but the top four. All right, we all know how this works. Take the college football mentality. Who have they played? How have they looked? The eye test. Now we're in the playoff edition of it. There are only eight teams left, but not all of them will make our top six. We usually start at number one, which has not been contentious. I don't know what we'll get this time, Devin. Let's start at the top of the list. Number one. Uh, Harry, would you like to go first? No, I want I want Devin and Evan to go first, please. Okay, Devin, Devin and Evan want to go first? Uh, I'll let you guys go first. Go ahead. Yeah, so we have a new team at number one. We have the 49ers at number one. And, and here's what I'll say about the Niners. Last week, the question we had about the 49ers, what happens when they ask Brock Purdy to go out and win a football game? They answered that question against the Seahawks. It was against the Seahawks, but they answered the one question I had for them is, what happens when they need to ask Brock Purdy to win the game? He won that game. They're number one. The 49ers <laughs> did something with Brock Purdy they've never done with Jimmy G. They put a playoff game in his hands. I I, I think the way the 40 like, there's one glaring question we all have about the 49ers, and it's Brock Purdy. At some point, the only thing we have is the book of evidence written by Brock Purdy, which is an undefeated book at this point. Like, I get that the rest of the roster is great, but man— at some point, if all I can say every week is, well, I'm not sure about Brock Purdy, I'm pretty sure he's undefeated. I am with the guys at putting San Francisco, the 49ers, at number one, numero uno, wow. top of the list, at the absolute peak of the hill. Wow, wow, wow. Harry very impressive from Harry. you, Jason Fitz. Also very impressive from Evan and Devin, you two working in collaboration and being in unison on your vote. It's finally good to see you guys finally come around and see the San Francisco 49ers as the number one team in the National Football League up until this point. Now, who I have as my number one team would also be the San Francisco 49ers. And here's why. Look at this! And I understand that at halftime that game was 17-16 versus the Seattle Seahawks with the Seattle Seahawks leading. But in the blink of an eye, the San Francisco 49ers get the ball coming out of halftime. Touchdown. Seahawks get the ball. Fumble caused by the 49ers. Next thing you know, touchdown San Francisco. They force four plays and a punt by Seattle. Next thing you know, touchdown the uh, 49ers. Then they get Geno Smith to throw an interception. Next thing you know, field goal. So before you know it, it is 41-17 to 17 within a blink of an eye. At any given moment, 
that defense is going to rise to the occasion. The offense is going to rise to the occasion. Robbie Gold, their field goal kicker, is going to rise to the occasion. He's not going to pull any Brett Maher type situations where he's missing extra points and missing field goals, uh, point shaving, and you know potentially working with Vegas. Not really. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what I thought he was doing. <laughs> So I'm going with San Francisco at number one. Okay, I I love all of this. And by the way, can we just take a second to acknowledge Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, I know we're just used to it. I don't want to normalize the greatness of what we saw from Christian McCaffrey because let's be clear, the Seahawks had a game plan of let's shut down Christian McCaffrey, which worked about as well as the game plan that would be like, I don't know, let's have Fitz dunk on Perk. It worked about that well. All right, so that's number one. We all, uh, unison, We have a consensus at number one of San Francisco. Next up on the list. Number two. All right, guys behind the glass. You guys are on a roll. Do you want to take another stab at it? We want want another try? We want another try? We'll go with the Chiefs. We're going to have the Chiefs at number two. They were one last week. They didn't play. But I wasn't that impressed with the rest of they the AFC teams. They were not one last week. Win, so they were the there one two. last week. Our they, one, they, Harry. They, they, they that's were all there that matters. Clar- yeah. Clarify, they were y'all's one last week. Clarify that. Yes, Thank ours. You. I, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Harry, this I, is eye test, man. This is Patrick Mahomes. This is the number one seed in the AFC. This is eye test. This is a projection. Give it to us. Okay, if you're going to just go based on eye test uh, and projection, my question <laughs> is, why over the Eagles, who have clearly been a better football team this year? I mean, we can get to the Eagles, but uh, Eagles aren't our number three team. No, no, so. but I'm just saying Kansas City eye test, Kansas City versus Philly. Is this just because Jalen Hurts is hurt? Like, is that is that the only... <laughs> He like, actually hurts. Yeah, and Jalen, everybody oh, hurts. Well, I have a question for you guys as well. Okay. Uh, does head-to-head not matter to you guys? It does, it, it does but I, we're, it, it, it does, certainly it matters to this committee. Head-to-head we matters. We care huh? about head-to-head it, matters to this it, committee, it, it, damn it. It definitely matters to the sort of eye test. Well, what about head-to-head the last three times that they play, probably played a Yeah, that matters team. for sure, but eye test is important too. Okay, all right. I'm so, an eye test guy, but I'm also, you know, I like to so – I'm, I'm trying to grow in this area, so – I need you guys to grow with me. Wait, wait. To be clear, you're you're passive aggressively doubting the Bengals because they didn't look good enough against the Ravens, right? Like that's what you're saying about the eye test over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's close. We have the Chiefs and Bengals like very close to each other. This past week's performance by the Bengals, winning on one play that was a 14 point swing, put the the Chiefs ahead of the Bengals in our opinion for this week. Wow. That that's just that's and we're, just tough and we're, for me. Go ahead. I'm confused because, you know, the second to last game of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs played the Denver Broncos and they didn't look too good. They were they only won 27 to 24. I mean, they went in overtime with the Houston Texans. So, I mean, it was multiple times the eye test. I can say the Kansas City Chiefs didn't pass. I can't wait to rip this up and and we're going to create an incredible montage rejoin. Fitz and Harry's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. So far, successfully, the committee has gotten one team. We've agreed on one team. And I think we might all have different teams at number two. We will keep breaking down the process of the committee. Plus, you guys are going to get to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. This is your case. You can either make your case for your top four and be part of our committee, or if you want to make your case for your favorite team, we are obviously a divided committee that could use some people influencing us. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. we got to rate the top six. So far, we know San Francisco is at one. You Unanimously, we know nothing else. We'll keep breaking it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Who 
who's in and who's out. It's a, a secret committee. Find out now from the Fitz and Harry Selection Committee. Number two. That's right. We spent a whole segment on the selection committee to get through all of one pick correctly. We all agree that the San Francisco 49ers are the top using our college football playoff committee selection rules. Harry, somebody tweet you. you, you Harry was laughing during the break. What, what happened there? Somebody tweeting you about uh, one yeah, of your yeah. takes on this? Yeah, he tweeted to, uh, to me because I brought up the head-to-head matchup. And mm-hmm. he said... Okay. If head-to-head matters, didn't the Kansas City Chiefs beat San Fran at their own yard? I'm just curious. Yes, they did. I, but I don't even think San Francisco was the same team then. Plus, that was San Francisco under the helm of Jimmy Garoppolo, not Brock Purdy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little curious, though, why you read it that way when during the break that wasn't at all the voice you used when you read that tweet. Okay, you, you want me to use yeah, the voice? Yeah, I want you to use that voice. Oh, if head-to-head matters, didn't the Kansas City Chiefs beat San Francisco at their own yard? Just... So just just quest when Harry makes what he considers to be just a stereotypical nerdy Bro, white guy. Just voice. say people in general, okay? Don't say just Harry. Just say people when, in general. When some people make a stereotypical nerdy white guy voice, it's always that. It's always that. So my question is, can I can can I turn around and make this? Never mind. All right. Nope. Uh, it's crazy because that's how you sound, Fitz. It's literally how you sound. Exactly. Is this the selection <laughs> committee or you got one? Because De- you guys got one. Each segment to get to a team. I mean, Devin's over oh. here acting like he he does. Okay, never mind. I'm you know what number two team in the league. Have we gotten anywhere? You number guys, two. you guys said it was uh, the Chiefs, right? Because you're obviously Patrick Mahomes fan club members and wearing the street team T-shirts. Uh, Harry, who do you have at number two? I have the Cincinnati Bengals at number two. I I don't disagree with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I know uh, immediately. Devin's like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Like, I. I, I Yes, it didn't look great against the Ravens. I'll be the first to admit it didn't look easy against the Ravens. But, man, the Bengals are racked and stacked in all the good ways. And if you don't believe me, then maybe you should believe Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach, when he said this about the Bengals' skill position players. Their skill is off the charts. Uh, you know, Joe and, and what he's accomplished to this point as a, as a quarterback in this league and, um, you know, extremely smart, accurate um, the list goes on. Uh, he's an elite quarterback for, for good reason. You know, and then the skill that they have uh, with the receivers, the tight end, the backs, um, you know, they're as skilled as there is in the league. Can we also, though, acknowledge, like, they've got some dogs on the defensive side of the ball, too. Like, if Josh yes, Allen pushes the football in this weekend's game the way he did last weekend, the Bills will lose and they will lose definitively because you cannot beat this defense that way. Well, no, and then we look at the halftime adjustments that Rue Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, has been able to make against a Patrick Mahomes and, and other people in, in different games and big games that the Cincinnati Bengals have played in. Um, I think he is the chess piece and the one person, and we see the game against the Baltimore Ravens in which they had an interception, and you know the Cincinnati Bengals offense, they go down and score a touchdown. You've seen the fumble on the, on the third and goal in which – they cause that defense, and you know you got uh, Herbert running it back for a touchdown. That's 14 points right now, right there, because of your defense being able to play solid. Now they gave up some yards on the ground, but they didn't break. Right, they bent a little bit, but they didn't break. So I'm high on the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, where did you guys have the Bengals in your room? Yeah, you guys had the Bengals at three. Okay, so that feels like we can agree on that split. So that means the Bengals are at two. Uh, you guys had Kansas City at three. I, I have the Eagles at three. Uh, it's just, 
I know that Jalen Hurts is injured, and I get that we haven't seen the best of Jalen Hurts uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the last month, but man, like I, I also don't think that they needed to put him in a ton of risk last week. I'm going to presume he's healthy enough to get through this game. If he is, the Eagles are clearly number three to me. I have Kansas City at number three. Okay, okay, I can be outvoted by everybody. Like I, uh, uh, Devin, what do you got, buddy? We actually have uh, the Eagles at number three. Oh, you have the Eagles, but you had Kansas City at but number they had two. Kansas City at two. No, we got we got 49ers, Chiefs, Bengals. We got the Eagles at four. Okay, so you guys, where where do so you Devin have the can't read? I'm the one okay, committee Devin. member who's like, everyone's like, hey, just stop talking. <laughs> okay, so I get outvoted. Kansas City goes in. Okay, at number Devin, three. I struggle sometimes. I, too. I, please, for the love of all things holy, tell me tell me we're putting the best team from the regular season in at number four, right? Okay, the, I have the Eagles at four. Yeah, okay, the Eagles are at four. All right, so our top four right now through this playoff committee process: San Francisco one, the Bengals two, Kansas City three. The Eagles at number four. Now we got to do the first two out, right? The first two out. So, uh, Harry, who you got at five? I have the Dallas Cowboys at number five. Okay, all right. That's that is not over the Jags. I think just just ask. over the Bills too. I, I'm, I'm asking about all of them. I'm just throwing them out. Like, uh, okay, yes, I have the, the Dallas Cowboys? Cowboys at number five because Cowboys I did go on record the other day and said like when the Dallas Cowboys play their A game. They could beat anybody in the National Football League. I yeah. have them at number five. I think the Bills, though, at number – like, so I'm torn on the Bills because I think the Bills by talent should absolutely, and the Bills by who we've seen when they're good should be number five on this list. But I'm still stuck on the way that they lost, that they won that game. The turnovers just really bother me. Where are you guys on at number five? Who do you guys have? We have the Bills at number five as well. Yeah, I, I mean – uh, and then do you have the Cowboys at six? We have the Cowboys at six. Okay, so, so I, okay. I can be talking – I have the Bills to, at six. Okay, okay. Uh, I think – so then the question becomes Bills over Cowboys. Right now, if the Bills face the Cowboys on a neutral field, mm. can There'd I ask y'all a question? There'd be a lot of interceptions. Yeah, there would be a well, lot. Can, of can I ask y'all a question? Yeah, though? of course. With the Buffalo Bills, y'all aren't concerned with the offensive line and their protection on Josh Allen, mm. who gave up seven sacks mm. against the Miami Dolphins and also 13 quarterback hits. Y'all aren't concerned with the way Josh Allen turns over the football. And I know we talk about Dak and his turnovers. Yeah, I am. But concerned. Josh Allen led the National Football League in total turnovers with 19. So we have to be concerned about that as well. I am concerned about all of that. I am also concerned that the Bills have absolutely no pass rush and could not get to the quarterback exactly. against yep. the Dolphins. However, we had the Bills at four last week. So we are penalizing the Bills for their performance against the Dolphins, but I'm dropping them to five. I can't drop them that many spots based on them. They did win a playoff game, so I still have them at five. Uh-huh. But they dropped. They did drop out of the top four from four to five, and the Cowboys are at six. But what does the, the committee tell you? Yeah. What do you? What does the committee tell you that every week is a brand new week built from scratch, and what happened mm-hmm. last week does not matter at all? So where you had them ranked last week can't matter to where they where you had them but last, that, this week. That I don't buy that. I don't live by that because if that was the case, then I'd have the Dallas Cowboys won. Because if you look at every team that played in the playoffs last week, the team that looked the best from start to finish of well, their playoff game is the Dallas Cowboys. Evan, so I'm not, taking the whole season. Can I ask no, you a question? Right, right, though, right. So am I. Like, but what I'm saying is where you had them last week doesn't matter in the whole season. Like, the fact that they were four last week doesn't matter. I'm also taking the entire season into account, not just one game. But if you add last week on to the entire season, does it, that it only raised more questions for the Bills and it raised less I, questions for the Cowboys. Right, but I think the Bills and Cowboys are close. Like, I think they're can two I, can very I, let, close Let me teams. ask you this question, Devin. Last week, the Dolphins versus the Bills game. I'm not even going to put two in the, into the equation. If Teddy Bridgewater plays that game, do the Bill, do the Dolphins win that game in your eyes? If Teddy Bridgewater plays, 
Yes, I think so. I think so. the second string quarterback. That's a hypothetical. If he plays, we don't do that on the committee. No, yes, we do. <laughs> on this committee, we do. Go ahead. Because what was your they, play, point? they went against a third string quarterback. They went against a third string quarterback, guys. I, I think what I just said a second ago, I'll, I'll stand by. Head coach. Like, there's a moment for me where last <laughs> week in a win, last week the Bills raised the same questions they've been raising all year. So if I add that to the book report of the Bills season, I got a couple of questions that continue to be raised. The Cowboys went in, and at least for one week they answered all the questions. So I'm in. I'm moving the Cowboys to five. So that gives us the top six of Bengals. Uh, sorry, 49ers one. Bengals two. Chiefs three. Mm-hmm. Eagles four. Mm-hmm. Cowboys five. Bills mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. You guys can react to it. Give us your thoughts. Who are your top four in the NFL right now? Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You can also make your case for why your team needs to move up. We'll take your calls next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You just presume that all middle-aged white guys are walking around with some, like, 80s gel and some, like, weird moose? Do you use spritz? No, I don't spritz. I don't spritz. You're the one that was Epsom salting your feet in a tub last night. Yes. And you're talking to me about spritzing? Yes. I buy cleaning you stuff. Supplies. Supplies. There we go. Supplies. As soon as I land in every city, I disinfect the restroom. The bathtub and everything. So, we, you know, I have a nice be. size tub because, you know, I had a sweet room. I put some Epsom salt in there, some um, alcohol and peroxide as well. Mix it all in together. And also little bubbles and had my little candles lit in there. I had a nice little bromance with myself. I'm just imagining Harry Douglas walking into every single, like, convenience store near any hotel he's ever stayed at. Just, you know... Weirdly buying bleach, peroxide, Windex, and somebody not thinking is a serial killer. I, it just feels like the natural, like I'm checking them out. I'm like, definitely a serial killer. Definitely a serial killer. Not going to ask though? any questions, Jim. So I'm going to New York tonight because mm-hmm. I have to do first take tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I get there tonight, I'm going to walk to Dwayne Reed and I'm going to buy all the cleaning supplies and disinfect my hotel room. No, like it's the first, very first thing I do. Could you? Not, and I don't know the answer to this, but like you're Harry Douglas staying in the presidential suite, you probably got the whole top floor of the hotel. Can you not just ask the like housekeeping people to maybe bring some cleaning supplies, save yourself like twenty bucks? No, I'm fine. I'm just gonna write it off. Oh, okay, okay, that's perfect. It's just cleaning supplies. I'm traveling for work. I mean, this just feels like it is. It is just Dexter, the new season of Dexter, starring Harry Douglas. Uh, it's but Fitz and I, Harry. I've always been like this, though. Uh, I've always been a germaphobe and a neat freak, and I love everything to be like clean. I do appreciate that about you, uh, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV. Boat, ATV, and more. All your protection at one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We gave you our uh, our, our Fitz and Harry playoff committee results, uh, where we took the same metrics as the college football playoff committee. We analyzed the remaining eight teams in the NFL. We gave you San Francisco at one 
The Bengals at two, Kansas City at three, which I still object to. Number four, the Eagles. Number five, the Cowboys. Number six, the Bills. By the way, this always makes me think uh, of, of the committee chairperson that has to sit up there and defend all of the decisions because I think all of us have certain picks on this we're a slight bit unhappy about. But you guys are chiming in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888 729 Three seven seven six. Chris in North Carolina. Chris, thanks for calling us. Thanks for hanging out with us. What's your take on this? What you got, brother? Hey guys. So, so really, the question I have is: is all the love for San Francisco? I get it; they're a good team. But out of those first five, their strength of schedule is by far the worst. They played two, two, maybe three good offenses. They lost to the Chiefs. Uh, they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Chargers. I don't think they played an offense uh, as dynamic other than the Chiefs as the Cowboys. Uh, and, and I think if you look at the schedules, Cowboys have a tough. They played the Eagles twice. Uh, they beat the Bengals. Uh, they played Green Bay. So, so I don't see I don't see how they're at one given who they've played, and I don't know that they've really played a team like Dallas aside from Kansas City. So I'm not sure how they're one in Dallas is five, but but I think that you know you got to watch out for Parsons. Dallas has just as much talent, uh, maybe some younger talent. I, I'm just I'm just really curious to hear how they're one when you look at who they played. Seattle's okay. Uh, but they're a nice story. They're not Dallas. So so I think some heads may be turned on Sunday. Uh, well, thanks thanks Ooh. for the call. I appreciate it. And I just pulled up the 2023 as strength of schedule next year based on this year. So um, this year it looks like the 49ers had the 15th highest strength of schedule. Uh, their opponent win percentage was 51%. Uh, the Cowboys, to your point, had the thir- uh, tied for the third highest uh, 55%. So 51% win percentage, 55% win percentage. Uh, part of this, uh, you know, it's never any one thing, Harry. It's all the things, right? So strength of schedule right. is part of it, but also part of it is just the eye test on the talent that they have. So, I, you know, this is what makes the college football playoff committee job difficult, right, HC? Like, yep. it's, it's all about that portion of it. Yeah, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, uh, their front seven is probably the best in the National Football League. When you look at their, their three linebackers, their front four guys, and Majority of the times, they don't have to blitz to create pressure. They can do it with just their front four. We've seen that in the playoff game last year against San Francisco. And we got to remember, I'm going to take it back to a year ago, with, before this game was played between these two teams, you know, a lot of people thought the Dallas Cowboys were the better team. But they thought the San Francisco 49ers were the scariest team for anyone to be playing at that juncture in the season. And I just think the San Francisco 49ers are still at that point right now. Uh, they had some bad losses early on in the season. A lot of guys were injured. A lot of guys were out. Uh, now you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. You have Brock Purdy, and we witnessed in the game last week that Kyle Shanahan is going to allow Brock Purdy to do a lot more than he allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to do. So there's so many components. And I also look at the skill position players. And when you have a guy like Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Trent Williams, the best tackle in football, you have, that's a lot to deal with for an opponent. Uh, it's a fair point, though, that when you look at who they played, the Bears early on, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Rams, stop me when I get to a decent offense, the Panthers, uh, they, they did get beat by the Falcons, and they got beat handily by the Chiefs, who are a very good offense. Then they get the Rams again, the Chargers. But they- how, how you were early on, a lot of times, because remember, San Francisco last year didn't start great as well either. Yeah. But they started surging at the right time. And now we see the same thing from them a year later, right? They lost some games early on, but they're surging at the right time. And what is it, 10 games in a row, 11 games in a row they've yeah. won so far? Well, and, you know, they they survived some of those too. Like the, the win against the Raiders, obviously, 
uh, looks different. The, the Raiders not a good football team. It's but the it's one the National time. Football League, yeah. though, y'all. We got to remember that. Yeah, no, there. But I, it's a fair point. It's a fair criticism uh, uh, to have the 49ers at the top of the list. It might just be the eye test is is uh, driving that one. Tony in Syracuse. Tony, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got on our list? What are we missing? Uh, okay, guys, this is what I got. I got. I agree with the first three picks you guys got on there. You got uh, San Francisco Bengals Chiefs. I got Giants at four. Now I'm, I know I'm a Giants fan. I gotta admit, but you gotta you gotta admit one thing right now. We have I think our defense is is coming around. It's playing very well. I think it's the playoffs is how you're playing right now. Uh, we got some key pieces back. Barkley's running very well. I mean, Danny uh, uh, Jones is playing you know, incredible right now. I, I I think that we're peaking at the right time. And I, I bet if you ask a lot of those teams, I don't think anybody wants to play the Giants right now. So that's what I have. I'd like to hear your take, guys. So, so Tony, hold on. hold on. Hold on real quick, Tony. Stay with us. Stay with us really quick. Yeah. Stay with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're okay. saying that you would take the Eagles away from four and put the Giants at four? Yes, sir. Now, you do. You have to remember, the Eagles did not play a game. They have a bye week. They have the number one seed. Yeah, and the so Eagles we can't penalize them ago, so for not tough. playing. We can't penalize a team for not no, playing. I, I hear you, I, I, and believe me, I, I thought about that too. But I, th- I just think uh, when they when Hurts went out, and then you know they had the, the they were they kind of I thought they they just lost a little bit when that happened. Now they didn't. We almost beat them the other last week, and we weren't playing anybody. They played a lot of their starters as well, and I thought we we hung in there pretty well with them. I just I just think that Philly kind of lost their little their mojo they had going on early in the year. So I just, you know, I, I'm blaming it, and I know I'm being a homer with the Giants, but I just feel like they're peaking at the right time. And you're allowed, well, Tony, Tony. We can solve. To- we can solve this one way. Tony, we'll solve this one way. If the New York Football Giants beat the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, guess what? We don't have no choice but to put them in the top yeah, four, my man. Fact. That's the best. That's the best way we can handle this situation. Yeah, and and this is where the committee process also matters. Like the Eagles beat them twice, so you can't put the the Giants ahead of the team that beat them twice this year. But you're also right that right now I don't think a lot of teams want to play the Giants the way they played last week. That's what makes the exercise interesting. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We got some of you guys on hold. We don't want to take anything away from anybody, so we'll try and get some more calls coming up. We'll continue to take your calls on the NFL Playoff Committee, where we got it right, where we got it wrong. Plus, last set, last take, best take, we'll get you a revisit to the biggest thing that you got to hear from today's show. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Most teams in the middle of the pack aren't going to say, hey, we're going to rebuild, you know, unless we have a crazy cap situation. So, but it's a mindset, you know, if they want to go younger and, and think Jordan's ready to go, then they're, then that might be the way they want to go. And if that's the case, and I still want to play, then there's only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. All right, that is Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show talking about Jordan Love, and it brings us to uh, what our biggest takeaway has been throughout the course of the day. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, 
HD, we've been talking about it all day, but this like passive aggressive moment from Harry Douglas took it from your Harry Douglas from Aaron Rodgers took a different turn. Look, I'm just putting names everywhere now. I get to do that. Uh, it took a different turn today because it's one thing if you talk about your future and where you're headed and what's next for you and your team, if you talk about that some kind of way. It's a different thing entirely, right? When you're talking about another person. And when you come in and you hear what he said about Jordan Love with that sort of, well, if they feel like Jordan's better for them, then they should just go that direction. There is a level of sort of meaning to that that hits me hard. It is just, I hear it and it hits me hard. Yeah, and two of the things that, that stuck out to me uh, within that piece we just heard was, number one, him taking a shot at the Green Bay Packers saying, hey, I don't, I've never heard of any team resetting that's a middle-of-the-pack uh, uh, organization. Uh, that's, that's one shot at Green Bay. But then he also said, right, if their mindset is to go younger and Jordan Love, if they think that's the way they need to go, then hey, so be like it. it still- then so be it. And it's the mindset of Aaron Rodgers knows a lot more than Aaron Rodgers is actually saying, but Aaron Rodgers also knows that He's the type of guy that says things that may have one meaning, and a lot of people may think that it means something else, but there's other people that can decipher through some of the things that he's probably trying to say. Um, He sees Jordan Love every single day. So what the GM, what the owner, what the head coach sees on a daily basis, Aaron Rodgers also sees. And if at any moment, like you mentioned, Fitz, if he feels threatened, he's not going to welcome anything like that. He's not going to say, hey – it is what it is. He's going to fight because Aaron Rodgers has a, a pride thing on his shoulders. But at any moment, if he feel a, uh, Jordan Love isn't the guy and from what he's seen on a daily basis, he's going to say, yeah, go ahead. If, I, if that's what you guys want to do, that's what you guys want to do. Here's what blows my mind through all of it, though, HD. Like, I keep thinking about Aaron Rodgers communicating. Now, if I'm sitting here and we're having our pre-production meeting before this show and I'm talking to you and Evan and Devin, And I'm giving you my take and nobody else understands it. And every day I'm coming in and I'm saying one thing and everybody's interpreting it a different way. At some point, don't I have to look in the mirror and realize that maybe it's not everybody misinterpreting what I'm saying. Maybe I'm either communicating in a complicated or unclear way. Maybe my communication style is part of the problem. And that's just the the easiest way to break down what I think we're getting from Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers admit that he's part of the problem. Aaron Rodgers, like the, the diva, the guy that needs all the attention, even though he's won three MVPs and won a Super Bowl, has elite arm talent. Him taking accountability. Aaron Rodgers, I've heard of no such thing. Fitz. I, I mean, that's what blows my mind, though. Like, I mean, there's this moment of if you're looking around, if you are on national radio every single week you are on with pat mcafee every single week and then every single week you're saying things that then you turn around and say are being misconstrued how am i not supposed to eventually look at you and be like well dude you're sitting in front of a microphone so if you're sitting in front of a microphone i i have a hard time believing everybody else in the entire world is too stupid to interpret aaron Rodgers' words maybe at some point he's got to look in the mirror and realize that the way he's communicating is causing these issues listen bro have we looked at it from this angle? Do we not think that Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show is part of Aaron Rodgers' plan as well? To be able to project and say things that he wants to say and 
have people decipher through it and figure out what he's really trying to oh, say? Oh man, have we not thought about that part though too? Well, we also maybe part of, maybe part of what he wants. Yeah, and it's part of the reason that you know, as much as I love Pat, like it's not like Pat's going to grill him on tough issues, right? Like he's he's going somewhere where. He's going to be able to to sort of say what he wants and not be not be challenged on it. We are willing to be challenged on our NFL playoff committee. John and Callie calling in. Uh, John, thanks for the the time, man. We appreciate you hanging on. What you got on our committee? Oh, we lost him. He was going to mention the Jags. I wanted to at least give the Jags a little love. I could see on the screen that John in California was going to talk about the Jags. Did we miss anything, HD, by not putting the Jags higher, given the fact that they just beat the Chargers, given the fact that they survived the weird start, given the fact that they showed they can score lumps of points in in quick amounts of time did we disrespect the Jags no we didn't disrespect the Jaguars now and I will say this they they're another team that was surging uh late in the, into the season December and January football and which you want to be when you're heading into the playoffs now they have an opportunity against the Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes the number one seed the team that has hosted the last four AAC championship games and have two Super Bowl appearances Andy Reid future Hall of Famer or whatnot Eric B he's going to be up for coaching jobs coming up uh, then you'll also see Doug Peterson, who used to be the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid in the Kansas City Chiefs and won a Super Bowl in his first few years with the Philadelphia Eagles when he was a head coach there. And we've seen how he's changed Trevor Lawrence. But I still think this is a big game for them. This is a game to show people that you're here. Yeah, and you mentioned show people. That's always going to be my one comeback because y'all know, like I'm not, I'm as a lifelong diehard Raiders fan, I don't get to see a lot of wins. When I do, I'm not the person that ever runs to social media and is like, oh, see, you didn't predict this. Like, that's just not me. When my favorite team wins, I want to celebrate with other fans of my favorite team. I'm not really somebody that cares if nobody gave them respect. If you feel like your team has been disrespected, acknowledge one thing. Your team controls figuring that out. Like, if your team goes out and wins the football game, they're going to move up. And also, who cares where anybody ranks in any power ranking other than the fact that we love your clicks. We appreciate it at ESPN.com. the end of the day, I'm not sure any of us care because, frankly, all you should care about are the results that you actually get to see on the field. We get to see the results every single day of hanging out with you guys. We can't thank you enough for giving us your time each and every day on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You do not want to miss Kenny and Carlin. Aaron Rodgers is going to join him. Don't miss it. Thanks. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.